What is it, brothers and sisters? Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Vessels Podcast. We hope that it is beneficial to you and your faith in some way. And if it is, we encourage you to share it with others because that is how we continue to grow and make an impact. But before we get started with this episode, we just want to make a quick announcement about what we are going to be doing now with The Vessels Podcast slash Ask Us Why that is exciting that we want you guys to be a part of. And that is that with every episode that we drop each week, we will be sending out weekly email newsletters that cover these topics extensively with additional resources that you can use to further your study of these topics. And what's really great about these is that we separate it into watch, listen, and read. And on top of that, for every resource that we give, we give you brief summaries and bullet points of those things so that if you don't have the time to listen or to read or to watch that video, you can just use the takeaways that we've got to take along with you from that. But it covers each of the topics more than just the podcast can and even points you to people that honestly teach it a lot better than we can. And so either way, we made it for you and we hope that you would use it to continue to grow in your faith and that it would be a trustworthy source for you when it comes to learning about topics that are honestly controversial or are really hard to understand where truth lies because we live in a world where there is quote truth everywhere around us. And so with that being said, if you are not signed up with us, we encourage you to go and get signed up. The best way for you to sign up is to head to our shop page, which is askuswhyshop.com. And when you guys sign up, you will get a 20% discount code that goes towards anything of the store. And on top of that, it'll get you signed up for our newsletter so that you will receive those weekly emails. With that being said, we love you guys. Thank you so much for the support that you have given to us. And let's jump into this week's episode. Hope you love it. back to the podcast yes yes keep going keep going what podcast is it what's it called this is no no no. this is gonna tell me whether or not she actually listens to the podcast what's our intro what's it go like no i don't want to talk about it well, I, I know connor let's start by talking about your week how has your week been <laughs> that was that's great not, that's not that bad but we're not going to task you because we never ask you. No, oh, I know. Right. I listen. I listen all to the podcast. Right. Thank you, everybody. For those of you that are listening and not watching, <laughs> this is clearly not Allie. Uh, what do you mean? Well, uh, <laughs> I think that something happened where Connor came out and said that he had a self-professed love for Christian. So now they're a thing, and I so don't now think anybody is surprised. No, no one's surprised. We we Clearly. were just waiting for it to happen. He was like, "I love Christian." We're all like. Cool. <laughs> um, we know. Uh, so yeah, Christian's taking over for Allie. And so hey we needed to find another person out of the podcast, a little bit of me. estrogen, just mm-hmm. a little bit of perspective, you know, cause Connor can't just be everything for us as much as we want him to just, there's certain things that he well, can't I'm do. I'm also kind of an idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is my beautiful and gorgeous wife, Alyssa. Still last name Houston. Come on. Can can we talk about that for a second? She still hasn't changed her last name yet to Davenport. Excuse me. I wanted to wait and do mission work before I changed it. <laughs> I will take a note that mission work ended five months ago. 
Yeah. Uh, actually, coming up on six. <laughs> She's like, actually, we needed to talk about that whole, you know, name thing yeah. and the marriage thing, you know. <laughs> I'll do it. That's just, it's a lot of steps. Oh, we'll see. We'll see how long Allie takes. I don't think she wants my last Guaranteed name. Guaranteed Allie's going to take a little bit to change it as well. Allie, yeah, she's going to wait honestly, until Allie does it. I would it rather too. have Allie's last name. It's cooler than mine. Connor Champion. Champion. It doesn't get much better than Champion. Yeah. I know, no. but we're talking about Houston here. So it's not, not as, you know, Houston, we got a problem. Houston, Davenport. They're pretty, you know. Houston, we have liftoff. It's Davenport like, sounds rich, it's though. It's so fancy. <laughs> oh, it's you go to the Davenport. Lord and Club. Lady Davenport. <laughs> Lord and Lady Davenport. <laughs> Are you going over to the it's Davenport? So, I feel this like weekend? it's way too fancy for me. I like it. I'll get it eventually, but yeah, eventually, <laughs> like it, like a like it's a like it's a package from Amazon or I'm something. I'm just saving up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Does it actually cost money to change your name? Yes, it's gonna cost really? us money to do. Oh, I don't want to pay for that. No way, Perfect. bro. All right, done. no way. We on a budget. <laughs> Anyways, right. anyways, you guys, uh, yeah, how we doing? Let's get a read on the room. Let's start with Alyssa. How you doing? Um, I don't want to be here. <laughs> She's I a little nervous. I have a little bit of a headache. I was just watching Tori. Don't worry. The whopping Masters 50 people tour. that listen to our podcast are just watching you right now. I was just, just sitting on the couch and you said, get up and get in here. <laughs> get up, get in here, woman. <laughs> so here we are. I mean, deep down, I've always been offended that I've never been asked on the podcast. So... And then you she know that's how Ali started on the, the podcast amount of times because she was like, "I'm afraid I you pretend. guys haven't asked me on the podcast." Yeah. <laughs> I literally have sat in here before and pretended <laughs> to film a podcast. <laughs> that's what he said right before you I mean, yeah, mentioned they, that. They yeah, I have about, a video of it. They talked about snails, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And well, then they apparently it was a hypothetical was, question. <laughs> one of them was using not even a microphone; it's the popper, the D popper thing oh. <laughs> in front of it. She was holding that up to talk to it, I like she was using these. that as a microphone. And then she used the shotgun mic. It's like a little dead cat thing in there, so it's it's like you plug it into a camera. So like none of the none of it was working, but they were just talking over each other in a room. And yeah, it was exciting. yeah, just talking over each other. That's a very toxic trait. I'm just kidding. Oh, that's an early transition. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> not ready yet. That was that was in a. I know. I don't. I don't have that privilege yet. Entrance. I'm really sorry. I'll just sit back in the corner. Maybe, and let you guys maybe on the next episode. I'll be quiet. Okay, uh, Connor. Connor, how are we doing? Oh man, what a day! You know. Thursday football starts in 13 minutes. Yes, it does. Um, Go cards, baby. Big game. You know, versus honestly, the Steelers. Nope. No, no, not today. If, if it's they Green were Bay. versus the Steelers, I'd be there. I knew it was Green Bay. But anyways, right? Yeah, Devonte Adams is out though, so we got some high hopes for a good chance to to really dominate this game. So I'm kind of excited about Eight, it. No, baby. He's also my wide receiver on my fantasy team. So, so that's tough. not Aaron Rodgers, my quarterback, and he has the top three receivers are out, and I kept him in because I mm. think. You might be all right, but <laughs> let me know. Anyway, Suns lost last night on a buzzer beater. No it way. Was the worst. Um, Who are they playing against? Played the, Valid. The fracking kings. The kings are. Trash. The fracking kings. And now the Suns are like <laughs> one and three. And I'm like, what the butt cheeks you guys they doing? They beat the Lakers. They beat. That's it. They haven't won a you game. You guys should start a. <laughs> wait, they only beat the Lakers. Podcast. They lost to the Blazers. Um, I thought they were three and one last time I checked. I thought they won more no, games no, no. than that. No. We just lost half our audience. <clears throat> really. I don't you think know. so. Sports is fun. All right. Well, anyways, Christian, how you doing? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm stressed, man. Yeah. Drove to California, was there for two days, drove back, got home at midnight, slept, woke up, worked, did stuff, slept, class till three. Now I'm here. Now I'm leaving to San Diego again in like two hours. Nice. So what you live you? a hard life. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I would love to go to California. San Diego. To San Emma's house. Diego. Yeah. Oh, we love it. It's going to be great. So anyways, um, I was, you know, walking with Alyssa through Goodwill searching for Christmas things because that's what ma- apparently married couples do in October. <laughs> they go and look for Christmas decor items. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I saw this mug on one of the things that said, um, end toxic masculinity. And I was like, mm, what's that? Let's buy it. Let's buy it. <laughs> so I bought it. And now I should actually have it on here. Uh, no, I'm totally kidding. I didn't see that. That was just a really bad transition into this topic. We're talking about toxic, toxic masculinity today. And uh, we're actually going to have Alyssa lead the discussion because she Absolutely is the most. Not. Actually, we're not going to say anything not. at all. <laughs> Pick the floor, be Alyssa. A monologue. No. <laughs> you came prepared, right? I told you to take notes. Absolutely not. I said, you said, get in here. I said, I didn't prepare. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> He said, don't backtalk me. <laughs> I listened to one video with you and I cried. So that's actually really true and kind yeah. of funny. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Wow. Yeah. I'm emotional all the time. It's okay. And she cried at Christmas decorations when we were at Target last week. A so. little tiny section that made me so happy. And I cried. Yep, that's okay. That's, anyways, continue on. I can understand that. This is how it goes, guys. I just embrace my femininity. More on that later. Yeah, toxic masculinity. Let's talk about it, guys. What the heck even is toxic masculinity? You guys got a definition for us that we can go off of? Um, What if we had like just a, a poster child for toxic masculinity? Like who would it be? Dan Blitzen. <laughs> I mean, that just came to mind. Yeah, that's not a bad example. Do you know who that is? For the listeners out there who don't know who that is, Christian, would you like to explain? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Because like, I know what the, who that is. All you have to do is just look up his Instagram. Like, don't do it. He's like don't the new. He's like the new Playboy guy. He's, he's got like, girls yeah, all the time, just in like bikinis and guns. Understood. And big trucks and yep. big houses. He's got gotcha. a big beard, big muscles, tattoos. So cool. He basically just lives the like, Hugh Hefner life kind of thing. Yeah. Very right. rich, very rich guy. I think he got canceled not too long ago, though, for something. Can't Who remember. Hasn't? Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan hasn't been canceled yet. He tried to That's get true. canceled. Dave Chappelle. He Dave Chappelle. They're canceled. trying. They're, they're trying hard. They're trying hard. They're trying hard. <laughs> yep. Fauci. Fauci hasn't been canceled yet because he has a high ranking. So, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> no. All right. Actually, toxic toxic masculinity. We got a, we got a person, but now we got to define it. We're not defining it by his actions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that guy. Just him. It's just, that's that's who it is. That's his um, alias. Seriously though, you guys got a definition? Um, off the top of my head, I would say that's anything that takes male qualities of like power and dominance mm-hmm. and blows them up so that it's abusive and controlling mm-hmm. and manipulative. Yeah. Connor, you got anything? Um, honestly, I had heard this obviously because it's an, I don't, I mean, people would say it's not a new thing, but it's, I think a newer term that mm-hmm. is been you know um you know been made famous in the past couple of years um and i was like i kind of know what this means but not really so i looked it up um on this isn't like a biblical definition or a christian definition this is from new york times um and they say toxic masculinity is what can come of teaching boys that they can't express emotions openly um and that they have to be tough all the time that anything other than that makes them feminine or weak. Um, 
<clears throat> and there's a lot of other stuff that this goes into. It talks about how um, some things that come with toxic masculinity is suppressing emotions or masking distress, uh, maintaining an appearance of hardness, violence as an indicator of power, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> macho man. Macho man. That's a big macho. one they like to say. Macho man, tough, um, rigorous, you know. Uh, you got a definition for us, Alyssa? <laughs> I may have just Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> I may yeah. or may not. I actually, just I wanted to look up the Urban Dictionary version to see like what they have on there. Um, if they have a long thing, but it's basically, basically, um, like exaggerated masculine traits, like being violent, unemotional, sexually aggressive and so forth. Um, it's also talking about how men act too emotional or maybe aren't violent or aren't violent enough or don't do all of the things that real men do with the idea of like, it takes our man card away if they're not too emotional or if they're not too aggressive. Like there's no like sweet middle spot. Yeah. Do you see that a lot in men? Not, not me though. You can take me in the picture. Do you see <laughs> no, that in like Connor and Christian? No. <laughs> Have you personally witnessed it? No. <laughs> okay. All right. well, I'm just asking. But I feel like I've lived a decently sheltered life. It's like I I also grew up not surrounding myself, like not just being around people like that. It's like if I did see traits or like those group of friends and people that mm. like hang out in those scenarios, it's like I wouldn't associate. I wouldn't go. Mm. I wouldn't. Yeah. Moral of the story. Don't hang out with D-bags. Yeah. That's just how you avoid it altogether. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I got a couple different definitions that uh, I pulled from a couple different places. And one of them is actually from Got Questions. And they say that rather than implying an inappropriate concept of maleness, toxic masculinity typically implies that all things masculine are inherently toxic. Mm. And then another definition that I believe is from Oxford says, a set of attitudes and ways of behaving stereotypically associated with or expected of men regarding as having a negative impact on men and on society as a whole. So as far as the term and the concept of toxic masculinity, <clears throat> it's started as something that kind of is what you guys were talking about of this idea that, you know, men are aggressive, that they can be extremely abusive in relationships. And like, that's what means to be tough and like alcohol and drinking and, and sports and beers and, um, you know, like even, you know, cheating on your spouse. And then it's, uh, you know, leaning into these really aggressive versions of it that are really on the extreme side. And so, I mean, to some degree, yes, like absolutely. Like those behaviors themselves are wrong, like sexual abuse, like all those kind of things that those are things that obviously are wrong. But I think that more today, if, if we get more consumed with the world and what they're saying, if you start to kind of watch videos on what people are talking about these days, it's it's now blurring the lines of that. Because obviously we're aware of this whole gender movement of it's no longer just a male or female. It could be male, female, transgender. Then it can be uh, cisgender. It can be uh, like binary. It can be like so many different things. And now there's apparently a spectrum where there's so many genders and you can't just label it as those two things. And so the idea is less about certain behavioral traits that are toxic in men that they're like, Hey, you need to stop doing these things. It's kind of to the point now where it's like, no, no, anything that you do because it's tradition and because it's patriarchal and it's because what we've learned growing up for so long and thousands of years that it's, it's harmful to society now and it needs to stop. So that's kind of, I think more of the direction I think that 
um, as far as like what we're kind of talking about is leaning more into that idea because I think we can all be on the same page that like you should not be abusive in a relationship and those kind of things. But my question to you guys is what, what is true about this? But do you guys see any dangers to this like hyper generalized idea of toxic masculinity? I think what's, I guess, true about it is that there's always going to be a divide between, you know, the truth of the Bible and the truth of this world and the truth of this world, what the world is, is believing is truth and what the world is telling everybody else should believe mm. is that, you know, most of the things that the Bible outlines as, um, you know, being a man of God are things that are unhealthy for men today. Um, you know, and I think there's the devil is always going to try and blur those lines and try and confuse our definitions of things. Um, and that's expected for those who are of the world, for yeah. those who don't know Jesus. But when it starts getting into, you know, actual <clears throat> men of God and, you know, changing what that looks like, that's where we have a problem, obviously. Yeah. I think that the idea that all masculine traits are going to be bad or toxic, um, I think as Christians, we're called to have some sort of creative discernment um, because there's so much nuance in the world. And yeah. to just say this is either black or white or the whole entire thing is gray, none of that is true biblically. Like there are things in, you know, I guess culture and like how we live that, yes, like abuse, that is wrong. We know that that's a sin. That should not happen. Um, but being brave and courageous and taking the fall for things and um being bold like those i would say some aspects of those can be both masculine or feminine but also can be primarily masculine because of the head of the household sort of figure that the bible portrays men as um and what we're created to be and to say yeah that's just all bad it's just just can't be true it's too nuanced yeah, no, 100%. Um, what are some things that you guys think are masculine that um, should be masculine? Like, you mean biblical things or things? Yeah, biblical things. Obviously, the Bible doesn't always talk about every aspect of, of what is masculine, but obviously, like, we know there's biological constructs that separate men from women. There's just different things. Like, the way my brain processes things is on the other side of the globe in the Arctic, while this brain from this woman right here is all the way in Antarctica. So we think on polar opposite sides, and I'll think about something for about five seconds, and then it'll just go out my, you know, out, out the brain and gone. And she'll think about it for probably like three days. Then she'll bring it up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> she needed time to I process. Time. <laughs> so, yeah. like, obviously there is there's differences between men and women. So, yes, biblical, but also, what are some things you guys notice that are things that are good that are masculine? Because the world wants to say that anything now at this point that's masculine is wrong because we shouldn't be defining what's masculine anymore and we should lean away from that. So before we even talk about that, what are some things you guys think are masculine uh, that are are natural to us that we are that are good, if that makes sense? Mm -hmm. I think uh, protecting mm -hmm. is a huge one. Um, and sometimes we think of that just in the physical sense, uh, but that can also be in the mental emotional and spiritual sense, especially for a household. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd also say providing too. Yeah. Are two just really big ones that come to mind that, um, are 
masculine roles in the household that guys need to take responsibility for. Totally. Yeah. I think stuff like, like righteousness and godliness, like, um, those things, obviously, you know, all believers are called to be righteous and godly, totally. Um, whether you're male or female, but, um, I think those things have been twisted, um, for what they, what people think they believe. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think righteousness has been turned into more of like a prideful arrogance, um, instead of what it actually is. Um, and so those things are true and those things are what we should do. Um, and so the problem lies when the church doesn't know how to define those things anymore and they're defining them with what the world says. Um, and that's huge because that is a big problem. Yeah. hundred percent. What you got? You got anything? <laughs> um, well, one of the things I said, even in that definition is like, a lot of people confuse like masculinity with toxic masculinity. So it's like even what you're saying, like a lot of people in this movement, <laughs> I don't know exactly what it entails, but like they'll see like men stepping up and being like, you know, are assertive and like leading and doing all of that as like toxic when it is just like a masculine trait, whereas they'll take it as prideful and like arrogant. And that's mm-hmm. just, I think it's just bad to put a blanket over all of it and say like yeah. a guy is stand, like standing up is wrong. Like it's, it's not, um, it's like it's not in their nature to do that. That's just not how they're designed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like in like a marriage scenario, it's like I, I, I like as a female, I don't have those traits. Like I'm sure there's there's women out there who do, but I don't personally entail those. And it's like, then God designed it so that like a male who like works and operates in that way complements very well with someone who does not. Like females are more like thinking they like to process and take time. Whereas like a man would step up and kind of be like, all right, we need to get things done, be on top of it, be orderly. Like if that makes sense. No, yeah. hundred percent. But I just think when you like blur the line too much and like try to steer men, like men, men away from, you know, these traits that are like nature to them, like it's just in their biological makeup. It's it just gets very, it can get very bad. <laughs> no, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, and it causes a lot of different issues within their different relationships and how they operate with like themselves and each other and stuff. But yeah, well, what do you guys think is <clears throat> what do you guys think is wrong about toxic masculinity and this concept that we see out there? Or trick question: Do you think it's right? <laughs> I don't think anybody <clears throat> in this room would say that it is right. <laughs> okay, well, I was just I was just checking. <laughs> I didn't want to assume. I just wanted to, to first get a gauge. So, what, do you, what what's wrong about this? Because we got we got to address this topic. We 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 got a lot of young adults, young believers that are being expressed to these ideas right now, <clears throat> and without being able to discern. I don't know why it was so hard to say. Uh, discern and also to discern <laughs> what they are learning. <laughs> uh, if they're not, if they're not, you know, at that point where they are able to discern it, I mean what advice can we give to them about like the warnings of something like this? Like why is something like this unbiblical? I think the underlying foundational problem with this and with a lot of sin is an identity crisis. And when you're listening to what the world says, like that you should be, that's where the problem starts. And that's where, um, you know, if this is seeping into a Christian's life, that's where you need to look because if you're, you know, more concerned of the words of man and of the thoughts of man than of the words and the, the truth of God, then everything's going to be messed up to start with. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I think it reminds me of, uh, 
uh, in Samuel, uh, first Samuel, when God tells Samuel to go find, you know, the king for Israel. Um, and all the Israelites want, they it literally says they want a king like all the other nations. Yeah. Um, but God says that, you know, we're not looking for a king um, of what the world wants. We're looking, you know, at the heart, what's deeper um, and what's the truth of, of, of God. Um, and I think that's a perfect example of what it is today. Um, you know, the world wants what the world wants, which is contrary to what um, scripture says. And so we're finding our identity in the things of this world and the things that the people say that we should be, then everything else is going to be off already. Yeah, that's great. What yeah, do you have? I think playing off of the idea of identity, you know, human beings as Christians, we believe that we have a creator, which means that we were created for a specific purpose. Um, and when we're not living in that purpose for not heading towards that goal that God has created us for or in those roles that God has created us for, then it's going to lead to chaos, to sin, to things breaking down and not playing out the way that he designed and created us to be. And so the, the movement of how masculinity or labeling all masculinity as toxic masculinity really throws off like what that purpose truly is and is like that purpose that God has designed us for as men is wrong. And you're wrong for like having those intuitions to like be a leader and be bold and be a provider. Like, no, don't do those things because we define what's actually good. We define what we're actually made for, but that's not true. Like we were created. Um, and that's like one of the main arguments or one of the arguments for, uh, God existing is teleological arguments. You just look around and you know that this world was created. And so we know that we're created. We don't just come out of nothing, which means we have a purpose. We're created for something. And as men, you know, we have a role within the household. And if we're not able to fulfill that role and play that role, then it's going to look very confusing um, and lead to a lot of really bad things. Yeah, it's great. Alyssa, do you have anything you want to add? Um, I think just like a real world application that you see of it is like, it, it is very confusing, especially like gender wise, like your identity. Um, I think that plays out a lot in like, you see men who, you know, they, men are more likely to get like mental health issues and like, especially if they are being like denied, like to express themselves emotionally cause it's too, it's not masculine enough. But then if they like hold it all in and then it's toxic and like they're not sharing, it's like, it gets very confusing. Um, and they're way less likely to ever seek help for it or just to like let anyone know what's going on. So I think that it, it's just, it's very toxic towards them as well. I guess you could say, um, if you're just putting like a blanket statement over it and that of course there's like always those toxic traits that really just no person, men or women should ever exhibit and like should be okay with. But when you're just, you know, going against someone's like nature of just wanting to either be emotional or not be emotional and like express and not express like it will just get very confusing. Um, and yeah, I think you can see that a lot. And um, there's like even people I've known, I've I've seen it play out where it's like they express, but then they get shut down or they don't. And then and they just have to like keep it in and then you can see it like negatively building up into anger and into depression and just different ways like that. Um, but yeah. yeah. I think so. ironically, like those traits that they tell men to suppress end up resulting in those toxic yeah. masculinity things that are actually happening mm-hmm. which sucks yeah so there's no like grace towards it like letting people like express the way they're feeling like 
I think too, it's like, even if someone was expressing like anger, like a man expressing anger, I think if you really, you know, showed grace and let them explain, like if you really got to know them and understood like their past, I'm sure a lot of it would result in like you understanding and getting like to the bottom of it and actually understanding where it like roots from and where it stems from. Um, yeah, a lot of it can play out even in like how they're raised and like the environment they're in and stuff. And mm-hmm. it just, it goes full circle because then the, that man's going to have a child and he's going to raise his son and it's all just going to become full circle again. What's up guys? Hey, so if you did not know, the Vessels podcast is brought to you by the Christian Apparel line, Ask Us Why. And if you guys did not know, Ask Us Why, honestly, I, as much as we identify as a Christian apparel line, we really try to focus, I would say about 75% of what we do as ministry. And uh, the best way that you guys can support us if you love what we do is to actually head over to our shop and and to potentially buy something because all of what we receive from that honestly gets reinvested back into the company and towards the ministries of what we're doing. And so that can come through our podcast that we do with slash our emails that we send out on a weekly basis that covers topics that we talk about with additional resources for you guys to learn from. It can come from our social media and how we choose to uh, use those platforms to educate and encourage and teach. Uh, it can come from our, our website with our resource hub that comes from articles. And then honestly, we're, we're pretty stoked to announced pretty soon uh, our project 315 that we've been working on, which gets us involved with churches and with youth ministries. And so if you guys love what we're doing and you want to continue to help support us in what we're doing and be a part of this vision and this mission together, uh, we would really, really appreciate if you checked out our shop. And with that being said, we just dropped our brand new collection six. I'm wearing the hoodie right now if you're watching on our YouTube. Um, but if you're listening to our podcast, you can check it out on our shop at askuswhyshop.com. This hoodie has been selling out like crazy. So I would encourage you guys to check it out. It's a continuation of our let me tell you a story tea but we have three other designs as well as our classic designs that are always always selling out and so if you guys wanted to check one of those things out and if you love any of our merch then that can be a great way for you guys to support us and to be a part of the ministry so with that being said go and check it out we would appreciate it we love you guys thank you so much for the support that you've already given to us even just listening to our podcast and sharing and talking about ask this why with other people um and again if you want to support us in other ways that's another great way you guys could do that. But with that being said, we're going to jump back into this episode. Peace out. Yeah. I watched a video trying to be educated from an outside perspective on how they define toxic masculinity. And this woman decided to use Batman as an analogy for toxic masculinity. (laughs) Let me explain for those of you that are very confused. So she basically was saying that on the good side that he exhibits strength and, you know, he's Uh, seeking justice and that he's, you know, wanting to fight crime and like those things are good things. But the bad things are that he's aggressive and that he attacks people and that, you know, he, you know, it says at one point like he's misogynistic and shows a brief clip of him throwing down cat girl or cat woman. (laughs) And I'm fairly positive that that episode was one where like she was in a mind trick and so she was attacking him. (laughs) So he was like defending himself. (laughs) But like, it's like, it's it's that it's that mindset right there of thinking that yes that must be how all men are not the fact that he watched his parents get murdered in front of him and so he's dealing with trauma for his entire life and wants to seek you know justice for the wrongs that were committed against him and wants to save others from experiencing that 
but like we don't want to dig to the roots you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it doesn't go to say that like even those behaviors that do like exhibit because of like past things are not okay. Like obviously they're right. still not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so <laughs> just wanted to say that. It's like no, still those yeah, traits, no. that anger and stuff that comes out is not okay. Yeah. But even just like <clears throat> immediately shutting them down for those things instead of, you know, showing them grace and trying to understand and help them through it. Yeah. Opposed to just saying like they're wrong, they're toxic, like they're a man, like put them down, like Right. That's not the way to approach it. And I think, uh, I think what happens is that like, obviously there's commonalities of certain behaviors that guys exhibit consistently. The girls don't right. Like guys love to fix things. They love to get involved. They love to, to have tasks. They like to get things done. Like that's how guys are. We're on the rougher side. We love to go get dirty. We like to play physical sports, you know, and and there's obviously girls that want to do that too. But uh, like the NF, there's not a WNFL. Like there's not a girls football league for that stuff. Cause Girls just wouldn't want to play that. Like, that's not their thing. Like, there's different sports they desire. So, like, we're not going to reject that there aren't commonalities at all. But the problem is, is that when you see negative behavior in one of them, when you identify that as the vast majority of everybody, it's literally a fallacy called hasty generalization, where you take a specific scenario and you apply it to the whole thing. And so, obviously, anomalies or exceptions does not mean that it disqualifies the truth. But at the same time, you don't get to let those... um, anomalies become the truth for everything else if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so i think that's where the danger lies is that obviously there's unhealthy behavior that should not be exhibited from people but that's just behavior and that has to do with the person and so if it's a guy that has a problem with being really aggressive or he has an abuse issue or an anger management problem for that matter or anything of that sort obviously it's it's unhealthy behavior that we shouldn't exhibit but from a biblical perspective that's because that's not acting the way that god desires us to act but that doesn't mean that all men act that way. And so if now they do that, that's only for them. So I, I really quickly want to read actually a few responses. So I asked on our Instagram mm-hmm. what people think about toxic masculinity. And so these are from a bunch of random people and I'll just kind of go down the list. <clears throat> and also, um, I think Alyssa has to depart I do have to at depart. this time. She's got online school. Could you <laughs> technically nice. be in on it <laughs> right here? No, she would, she would be like, are you in a working environment? <laughs> You're like, no, just doing my radio show. Like, yeah, I just have the mic hop. It's hooked up to my laptop so I can zoom. I can zoom speak to you. <laughs> she, would have to, she would just have to get super close. I feel like close. I could. That'd I would just crazy. show my forehead and up. I'd be like, here, come here. <laughs> All right. Well, but, Alyssa, thank you so much for being with yeah. us. We love you. This was great. Sorry Thanks for, for hanging. Anything I said didn't make sense. My thoughts don't go to words very well at all. Dude, you <laughs> so, killed it. You killed it. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. So, Thanks for being on it. Just wanted to say all men are toxic. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, 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 no. Including Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Include the part because yeah. I'm not here. Include the part where I cried. I okay. thought that was such a cool. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll include it. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> it's Love a cool you. part. We never got to it. Yeah, that's all to say. Goodbye, guys. Okay, See you later. I want to watch her leave as she exits the facility. <clears throat> Would you mind <clears throat> taking the, the canine with you, please? Oh, Cooper. Thank you so much. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. He was cashed out for a while there. He was. Yeah, yeah he upside down. Yeah, slumped. Yeah, that's how it goes. Oh my gosh. All right, cool. Uh, all right. Well, now I'm just alone without an extra person. Idiot. Just your other half. <laughs> it makes yeah. me an idiot. I'm sorry. Anyways, so here's some responses for you guys. Uh, what do you think about toxic masculinity? Definitely a thing, but I don't like that phrase since it often it's often used to mean all masculinity. Next person mm. says it's disgusting and lets women see what bad men are and they stereotype us. Another person said, they're just generally confused at how men are supposed to be. Next person said, ego rooted. Most, if not all, have some sort of ego that leads to a lot of comparisons. Uh, Next person said, 
like who has the ego uh ego driven in the sense i think of like the people that call out toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. So the reason why they're calling it toxic is, is driven by their own pride that okay. they know better and that they're doing it wrong. Because yep. that's also another thing we could talk about is uh, toxic femininity is that there's another side to that too, but no one wants to talk about that, right? Um, another person says, I think toxic masculinity is just as bad as toxic... Oh, toxic feminine, femininity. Femininity. Both of us need to do our best to respect all, whether you're a woman or a man, be respectful and loving. Someone else said obnoxious. Someone else, <laughs> someone else said define yeah. toxic masculinity question mark. Someone else said jerks who follow the boys will be boys or she was asking for it logic. Now I will say that when we do mm-hmm. use that as an excuse for poor behavior, that's wrong. Like hundred percent. We should not be ever using the excuse of like, well, guys will just be guys. They'll cheat on you. It's like, no, let's not normalize no. this behavior. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that all masculinity is toxic. And so I think that's where we have to really be careful with drawing the line of how we talk about it and how we understand it. Because I think that that's where it's getting washed out. So I just had a revelation. <clears throat> yes. So Here it comes. Bring it. Here's, here's the problem. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> I think biblically mm. masculinity mm-hmm. is a good thing. Mm, yes. I think biblically, toxic masculinity is a bad thing. Well, why can't that just be the way it is? Like, why can't I, I know? I know that the world doesn't understand this because they don't understand the things of Christ. But like, I wish they did. You know what I mean? Like, this would just be so much easier if it was just, you know. But when you say biblical toxic masculinity, do you mean just biblical toxic behavior? No, I just mean like you know, anything other than actual biblical masculinity. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't mean to say like there is biblical toxic masculinity. Okay. I just if, need to clarify. I mean. Yeah. I didn't mean to say that. I meant just like anything that is toxic masculinity is yeah, sin. Totally. And I think that's where all of these problems obviously come from. You know, we name all of these things. We come up with new definitions to, you know, have things, you know, that people that hurt people or that offend people in the world. And then, we think those are the, you know, the underlying truth of what's going on. Yeah. When the underlying truth of what's going on is that is a sinful person and they're acting out of their sinful nature. Right. Uh, because they don't know the things of God or, you know, any of those things. And so <clears throat> obviously um, the, the underlying foundational issue is always going to be sin. Yeah. And it's always going to be acting out of obedience to God. Yep. Um, but I don't think that the world likes that answer. Right. <laughs> and they obviously don't understand it. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that this all ties up to just this one whole concept that <clears throat> the objective of toxic masculinity is to change what it means to be a man. But the problem is, is that they don't have another definition or version of what it looks like to be a man. All they're doing is just negatives. Like they're just saying, don't do this, don't do that, don't don't be this way. But there's no counter because I've watched videos where they say, no, just you don't have to be feminine. We're not saying you have to do feminine things now, but we are saying don't act in those behaviors. And the problem with that is that now you got boys growing up that don't know what it means to be a man because they're being told no on all the things of like, you know, they want to be adventurous. They want to get dirty and muddy outside and they want to go hunting or they want to play, you know, a physical sport or they want to do flips on a trampoline. It's like, <clears throat> no, you can't do those things. Like that's, that's behavior that is toxic because you're trying, it's becoming a man of <clears throat> like tradition. And that version of a man is, is toxic in this culture, which is far from the truth. 
Um, and I, and again, it all stems from identity. And so it goes back to why, like, if we're trying to redefine what it means to be a man, when God has clearly defined what it means to be a man of God or a, a woman of God, then we sit at a foundation that's crumbled and we have no idea where to go from there. And so that's what's super dangerous about it, is that if we, if we encourage or are even passive about this movement and we let it find its way into the church and people that aren't wise or at least understand what it means to, to like discern what the world says through a biblical worldview, we're just going to start accepting these things and be like, yeah, we got to get rid of toxic masculinity within the church. It's really bad. And you're like, now, now we have no line. Now the lines have been blurred altogether. And if there's toxic masculinity, then what does it even mean to be a man of God? Because when they say toxic masculinity, they're countering the things of what God does call us to do and to be like, like you were saying, a provider and a protector. Like those are two huge key aspects that God does command for us to be that if we don't exhibit that because we see it as toxic behavior or toxic masculinity in their definition, then we don't have a foundation of what it means to be you know, a man or woman of God. So transitioning from that, I got a question that I want to ask you guys now, <clears throat> since we just got the boys here, just the boys, <laughs> year to year. the boys in the room. It's not Saturday, but we out here. <laughs> Every day is Saturday. Come on, let's be honest. What does it mean to be a man of God? I think, uh, sorry, we just had that, that, uh, 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 that interaction uh, uh. with the boys and it was great. Great. <laughs> Um, bond. We bonded for a second right there. <laughs> yeah, we did. Hasn't been just us three on a podcast in months and months, hasn't it? I mean, like Christian, obviously, you and I do stuff, but like the three of us, it's been like, wow, man, I'm just getting flooded with memories. I love you guys so much. <laughs> I mean, I think there's so many things that that scripture tells us how to be a man of God, um, because most of those things also apply to being a woman of God. Right. Like most of those things and a lot of those things you know, share with each other. Totally. Um, but I think some things specifically for men, um, you know, stuff like being a man of peace, mm. obviously, you know, you can be a woman of peace, um, uh, being men of sincerity, you know, being the same, you know, wherever you are, um, right. in any situation, um, men of self-control. I think men, you know, most of the time struggle with self-control more, whether mm. it be with, you know, luster, um, with their, their tongue, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I think that's a huge one because this is probably where a lot of those problems and interactions and experiences that the world has with people is because of lack of self-control yeah. in men. Um, and you know, biblical masculinity, a man of God is going to, you know, exhibit self-control in all areas of his life. Um, being men of holiness and being pure and righteous, um, and, and godly and, all of these things, um, I think most of them share with, you know, just the children of God and being a son of God and what that means. Um, but the identity, uh, of being a son of God is individually just for, um, for men. Yeah. Christian, yeah. what do you think it means to be a man of God? I think obviously as Christians, the most important example that we can ever look to is Jesus. Amen to that brother. And the most important thing that he ever did was to give up his life for others. Um, so what it means to be a man is to use the, you know, the power and the strength and the courage, the confidence, the boldness, um, everything that you have to lay it down for the people that, uh, you've been called to serve and love. And so especially with family, it's, it's, you know, it's your sister and your mom growing up. It's, 
And then once you have your own family, it's your wife and your daughter and your son and, and, um, and those around you who are part of your community and that you love. Love it. Yeah, the, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I would even add too, just kind of with both of those things that like being a man of God straight up is just someone like that is a man that is sold out for God. Mm-hmm. Because I think that what happens is that if we are fully sold out for God, all those other things fall underneath, right? Because we see that through Galatians 5.22, which is the fruit of the spirit, that if we abide in the spirit, we experience those fruits, which are self-control, which is peace, right? Patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, uh, love. Like those are the things that we exhibit through our faith as we're pursuing Jesus. And so I think it, it really does have less to do with trying to like check the boxes of certain things. Like if I'm a man of peace, like, well, do I do that? And do I do serve those around me? And you know, they can check those boxes off, but their heart might not be in it for God. And so I think that's where we have to make, make the distinction is that like, if we're going to ask ourselves, am I be, am I a man of God? Does someone know that I'm a man of God? And I think it comes from that humility and that submission to God that labels us as a man of God because of that, that posture that we have towards him. Because as guys, we want to rule the world, right? Like for us, our desire is to take control, to be on top, to, to build our own kingdom. Like for anyone that's outside of like the Christian faith and, and even some that are inside that honestly, like don't understand what it truly means to be a Christian yet. Um, like they're there to build their own kingdom, to build their own legacy. It's like a matter of like, what can they do for others before they, you know, before they leave earth. Um, but in a sense, it's more to do about their name than the name of Jesus. And so, um, I would just, I would wager on what it means to be a man of God is someone that's completely sold out for Jesus because every one of those things fall underneath it. Have either of you guys read the book wild at heart by John Eldridge? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So one thing I wanted to bring up about that, and this is what Alyssa said made her cry is, um, is that there's obviously like, I mean, for those of you who are listening or watching that don't know who John Eldridge is, he's an author that has written several books. I think he's written like 10 or 15 books, something crazy. Um, but one of his books wild at heart has to do everything about understanding what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman primarily on the side of guys more than anything, because, uh, from a quote from him, he says that deep in our hearts, every man longs for a battle to fight an adventure to live and a beauty to rescue. Like these are the things that are like endowed within us that we're created for. And it's crazy because no matter where you go, like you'll find this behavior, right? The idea that, you know, we want to fight some kind of battle. I see this today with guys in politics, like that's their battle they want to fight. They want to win that war. For some people, it's sports. They're like, I want to win this championship. Like, this is what I'm fighting for. Um, For others like us, it might be the business. It might be, you know, if if it's in a posture towards the kingdom, it's like, I want to win this fight for God. Um, The adventure to live is the excitement of the day-to-day life, right? It's the experience that comes with it. It's the risk. It's the jumping into things without, you know, having certainty or knowing what's going to be on the other side of it. And then obviously a beauty to rescue. I think that we can all agree that like within our hearts, we desire to go after that, you know, that woman of our dreams. And we want to find that person, but not even just to, to rescue in the sense that like they need saving. Cause obviously Jesus is the one that saves. Right. But it's more of the idea of like finding someone that we can cherish and protect because we, that's, that's what like guys desire. And he talks about this concept even farther about when we're boys and when we're little girls, 
like there is a main question that each of us asks and it's always the same question, but it's different for each side. And so for boys, the question that they ask is, do we have what it takes and do you validate me, right? Because we desire to, to seek that affirmation from others, right? Like for, for me growing up, it was being able to show my dad like, hey, like look at how I kick this soccer ball. Like look at how far I can kick this football or look at how good I can do this thing. Look at me riding my bike. Watch me go over this jump. Watch me take this shot. You guys, do you guys do that as growing up as kids? Like mm-hmm. you're always asking your dad for that validation of like, hey, like do I have what it takes to do it in this situation? We wanna live up to that challenge and we wanna succeed at it. Um, and then we, we find the, the value of it that comes from our mother. Um, and on the side of where if we don't receive that kind of affirmation growing up, where if we're talking about toxic masculinity and we're constantly being rejected of those things where it's like, don't do that. That's don't ride your bike on a wheelie. Like, no, you don't have to play sports. You, you know, you don't have to do sports. You can just do other things if you want. Then it, it creates confusion in them because they, they're not seeking that validation of, hey, you have what it takes. They're being forced to think about other things that they might not want. And so that's where it, it brings up a lot of people that or a lot of men that are confused on what it even means to be a man. Um, and this also comes from households that don't have men in their lives that they grow up with or a father figure. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a father. It can also be a mentor. It could be a coach or one of those things. But in this movement, there are guys or boys that are growing up not having any of those because they're being told, don't do those things, but we don't have something else for you to do. So they're in this huge state of confusion, right? But like, that's huge for us is like, we seek that. And so if we can't get that from, uh, our father who gives us that, what do we do? You got an idea? <clears throat> Not Ladies. anything good. We seek it from other people, right? <laughs> like it becomes about our pride. It becomes about our ego. And so it, it comes from being rude to people. It comes from, you know, trying to, to succeed and be at the top and show everybody like, hey, look, I can do this thing. It's where, honestly, I think it's where a lot of type threes come from. If we're talking about Enneagrams, the achiever, it's all about showing, hey, I can achieve this this is like who I am. This is what I can do. Um, and then for the girls, and this is where Alyssa, like literally we were watching the video in the kitchen at the dining table and I was listening to it and all of a sudden I looked up and she was literally crying. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. What, what did I do? She what wanted, I do? <laughs> she wanted to watch a house video of like some couple that are moving into a house. And, uh, I was like, we should listen to this. I think you might really like this. Cause I'd already listened to it one time through and then we listened to it again and she was like, wow, I didn't really think I was going to love this video, but I love it. And basically, basically talked about how the question that girls ask is, do you see me and my beauty? And so like growing up, if they don't receive that affirmation as well, or that value that comes from their mother, that's when you get the whole idea of daddy problems, right? Like daddy issues is like, it's actually a really serious thing that if they don't receive that love and affirmation and being told that they're beautiful and that they're enough from their father, they go and seek it from other guys. And that's why a lot of them land with these guys that are not good for them, but they'll at least give them that small amount that they want, which is the attention. It's like, do you see me? And then the affirmation of, do you believe I'm beautiful? And usually they get that through physical intimacy. It's like, this is how I'm being shown that they see me and that I'm loved is that I'm getting it through this physical act. And that's why there's a lot of toxic relationships out there. And she started crying because she realized like, man, this is so true for me. 
and I wish she could be on the podcast still to talk about it from her own perspective because obviously I don't know it in full like she does but she just explained how like her dad did that really well for her how like he always gave her those affirmations and told her she was beautiful um, and valued her and told her all the time like I see you I see what you're doing because it's when she's standing on top of the coffee table wearing the princess dress saying daddy daddy look I'm, I'm a princess and it's like I see you, you are the most beautiful princess in the world. But if they don't get that recognition, if they didn't grow up with a father in the household, that's why they turn to those other things. And so it's honestly, it's it's so true and it's so beautiful. And I would encourage you guys to go listen to John Eldridge's podcast or I can even put the link, we'll put in our, uh, our resource that we do with the email after that just breaks down this interview he did that talks about it. And like he just hits it on like the nail on the head it's like, it's so true that we are wired differently and there are certain ways that we are called to live by. And when we go counter to that culture or that, that way that God has designed us to be, mm-hmm. there's just confusion. It's, yeah. it, it loses structure and that's when the family falls apart. That's when nations fall apart. And so, uh, I'm a firm believer in that, that like so much of like the problems in our society can be fixed through the family. I mean, right now we're dealing with a huge fatherless issue. We're dealing with a huge issue of divorce, 50% of divorces, 60% remarriage divorce percentage. You got, you know, in the black community, you have 70% of black boys and girls growing up without a father in the household. Like so many issues with parenting. And it's like, if we can't even get the family structure right, then like, where do we go from here? And so, um, Besides that, I think that, you know, when we talk about toxic masculinity, we talk about what it means to be a man of God. I think that we have to, one, understand that there are certain behaviors that obviously are wrong. So we're not going to reject that and say, no, like, you know, it's okay to do those things. What we need to understand is it's sin. And obviously it has to do with this nature nurture thing. And it could have to do with how they were raised. It could have to do with the pain that they experienced growing up and stuff. And instead of calling it toxic masculinity, let's seek to understand why they behave that way. And so from there, let's not make hasty generalizations of all men because at this point, it seems like the people that are really set on this movement just think all guys are bad now. They think all men are, are horrible and they don't. we don't need them anymore. We can move on without them. Um, and we don't need with those you know, certain things. It's like if, obviously, yes, like uh, we don't really need to talk about this, but as far as like emotionally goes, I think we're all on the same page. Like, yes, like we shouldn't be hard hearted. Like obviously we need to share those emotions. Like James even talks about confessing our sins to one another and praying over one another. So like, obviously we have to be intimate and vulnerable with those around us to some degree. But at the same time, like, like women are more emotional beings, like this is biological. And so being the man of the household, like that's where strength can come from, right? If guys are being taught to grow up that you can be emotional too, listen to all of your feelings and affirm all of your feelings. You're going to have a really messy household of just two people crying with each other the entire time, affirming each other of what they're feeling. And there's going to be, it's, it's just not going to go well. I'll tell you that being married now, like, like I know how often I need to be strength for her and even counter to that. She needs to wake me up to certain things that I have become hard in my heart about. So like, there's really good balance with it, but we don't get to throw it out the window is it's all bad and stay away from it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, that as far as toxic masculinity goes, be careful be aware of what the movement is really about. And it's really about destruction. It's not about reconstruction. It's not about trying to find a new way. It's just about destroying ways that exist. Like even with political structures right now, it seems like we're trying to destroy the systems we have, but there's no solution to like how to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like it just seems like everyone just wants to destroy things that have something bad about it versus, you know, 
let's try and figure this out. Let's find a new solution or let's work through why things are this way. And so we need to be super careful about this term, this concept, this movement to be aware of it and to understand that there are certain ways that we are called to live as a man of God. And that if we don't live up to those things, then it's not a matter of rejecting your masculinity. It's a matter of seeking repentance. And I guess I'll end with this note that something I learned growing up too, that I think that is huge that guys are being told about nowadays is like this idea of affirming their sin and their struggles in a sense where it's like, Hey, like, it's okay. Like we all go through things like, you know, embrace it. Like it's a season for you. Like it's okay for these things. But at the same time, it's like, yes, absolutely. Like we struggle, but we always forget the other half of the equation that has to do with repentance. And it was my mentor in high school that taught me, he was like, be righteous, like seek to be righteous. I was like, I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And he was like, just be a good person. Like actually seek to be a righteous person. Like don't just live in this endless cycle of sin and repentance. And I can't get out of it. It just, it's got control over me and all these things. It's like, no, abide in the spirit and you have the fruit, which is self-control. It's like God calls you to be holy. He calls you to be perfect as he is perfect. And obviously that's a hard thing to do and you can only do it through Christ. But if, if we lose sight of that and we think that we can just become soft and think, you know, it's okay. I have these sins. I have these struggles. It's actually a part of my identity. Now we kind of talked about that a little bit last week. It's like, that's not what we're called to do. Like there is a certain level of strength that we are called to live up to. Uh, and if we miss that, I think that that can be really detrimental, not only to our culture, but moreover to the church and what it means to understand from the Bible and from what God's design is, is what it means to be a man. You guys got any last words you want to add? Um, I'll just add to like what you were just saying. Like, you know, there's been seasons where I've, I've had some free time and I've reached out to a lot of people being like, Hey, you know, how can I be praying for you right now? And oftentimes I'll have guys be like, Oh, you know, like the typical, you know, lust or porn or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and I, I hate to like hear that. It's like, Oh, I guess the typical thing. Like, yeah, I'm it's become normalized. Yeah. But listen, man, like, like, yeah, nine out of 10 guys like wrestle with that, but one out of 10 aren't. And those one out of 10 aren't making excuses for the temptation that they're facing. Let's say not it's typical. They're just either. They're just not as inclined to do that, or they are like abiding in the spirit and pursuing righteousness. Meanwhile, you're just saying, Oh, it's just a thing that like we just, it's just a thing, you yeah. know? And don't settle for that because there's a lot more life that Christ gives to us because um, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And when we abide in him, it doesn't have to be just another thing. It can be a thing of the past. And uh, there's definitely power in abiding. <clears throat> Amen, brother. You got anything yeah. else? I think uh, just just remember, I think there's so much power in remembering. And uh, we read James through our Bible study the other like a couple weeks ago. Um, and he talks about how don't just be like readers or seers of the word, but be doers of the word Mm -hmm. and how, um, a person who forgets like their identity is when they look in the mirror and then they leave and they don't remember who they are. Um, and I think when, when we do that, when we do walk away from our identity, the devil is so ready. He's like, this is who you are. Like, believe this instead. Don't go Mm -hmm. back to that mirror. Don't go back to the truth of God. So just remember that, that, that mirror, that identity of who you actually are is, is always there. It's never changing. It's just when you forget who, who that is and forget who you are, there's all these things that are wanting to tell you differently. 
Um, so you have to remember that all of these things are spiritual warfare, but remember that there is a constant and that the truth of God never changes. Um, and that your identity after you accept Christ is a son of God, is a daughter of God. And that doesn't change regardless of if you walk away sometimes, but that mirror stays there and you can always go look at it again and remember who you are. Um, and it's not like God is upset at you if you look away from it sometimes, like he loves you, he draws you back to him. And that's the best thing that we could do is let him do that. Yeah. Amen. So I'm going to add one last quote for us to peace out on. And it's actually from the article from God questions that I learned from, uh, and read. So I will peace us out with this and you will also be able to check this out in our email that you can get subscribed to. If you're not already, why the heck are you not subscribed? What to are you yet? doing? No, why are you not doing it yet? Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. So here's a quote for you. The man of God does not swindle or defraud his employer by turning up late for work or spending an hour on the internet doing work hours. He doesn't gossip or slander. He keeps his mind and heart pure by guarding his eyes and ears from the filth of the world. He is the spiritual leader of his family. He does everything opposite to what the world does or approves of. He goes against the grain of society because he knows these things displease God. He considers those who are disadvantaged or those rejected by society, those who are lonely or despairing. He is a listener to other people's problems and does not judge. Oh, that was pretty good. A lot in there. Um, but uh, yeah, we hope that this episode was somewhat beneficial to you in some way. If it was, smash the like button. Is that a, Oh, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. smash the like button on YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe to us. Hit that notification <laughs> bell so you can get notifications when we upload our videos at midnight because, you know, we're always on top of that. Uh, yeah, make baby. sure you subscribe to our email list so you guys can get more information about these topics learn more study more we're going to do the work for you all you got to do is click a button and we got you don't trust google these days seriously don't I, I think we talked about it last week with like when you try to look up things about homosexuality in the bible and like the first 20 sources were all about like how the bible is wrong on all of these things and it's mm-hmm. like you can't trust a worldly internet source anymore it seems like you got to trust someone who's done the research and knows how to discern and like we don't want to say that we're sitting on top of everybody else and we know what we're doing, but I think that we have an okay understanding of when to like notice those things that are wrong. Yeah. Like, like articles quoting pastors saying that homosexuality should be affirmed and when white evangelicals don't affirm it, they're not pursuing justice or equality. Yep. That that was tough to read. I was like, Oh dang. Yep. I read that same article too. I was like, geez, man, that's kind of tough. So yeah, super, super careful about those things. And remember, always take what we say with a grain of salt. We're just three dudes and one girl for half of it. Giving you guys some (laughs) perspective on this topic. There's obviously so much more out there. And that's exactly why we do our emails, because it gives you more resources to people that do it better than us. And they talk about it at more length and they do it right. So check it out. Make sure you guys subscribe to that. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram at askuswhywith2wise. Guys, say something while we peace out. Give it to them. Say something. I'm giving up on you. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Love it. Love you guys. Peace out. Catch you guys in the next episode. Peace out.